Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekend sports with a difference. So I thought it'd be fun if we all went around and said our name and a little something about ourselves. I'll start. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. Will you stop your damn sniveling, son? Buck up, Bart. Buck up. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. Happy Sunday, everybody. It's a nice little day out there today. One day before the solar eclipse. or the No, solar eclipse, yes. It is solar. Not time. lunar. Yes, it is solar. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that at some point during the show today as well. But um, lots of good stuff coming up this week on the fan and all, all sorts of stuff that we got to get to on the show. It's kind of, kind of a whirlwind right now because football season's starting and then there's the Winko Foods Portland Open, which is next week, which Rashad and I once again will be at. Next week, that was a good time uh, last year out of Pumpkin Ridge. Yeah, it was fun. We had the uh, we had one of the golfers who was really interested in our opinion about what Colin Kaepernick was doing, which was a little awkward. But um, yeah, he was a little weird though. Well, it was awkward because I knew that he wanted to jump down our throats if we agreed with Kaepernick. Yeah. It was you got that vibe of like uh, that happens a lot. He's he wants to start something here, yeah. and both of us did a good job of just like just diffusing. Yeah, yeah, we we, we, we had we, very we, neutral opinions to him. Yeah, we didn't want any parts of that conversation at least at that point no exactly <laughs> it was just it was weird but it was a great location uh th- last year we were right outside some of the practice greens right basically to the right of the 18th hole um and then we had a chance to hang out afterwards because uh there was like a 1080 the fan tent or something and we got to go get some food and watch the boss little, man a little bit yep talk to the boss man a little bit uh, i think once again this year we, have, we might have a chance to do that i will probably not be able to but you can stick around if you'd like where are you going i got a buddy in town next weekend so i'm gonna be out of pumpkin ridge and You're mike lynch man you can get your buddy into pumpkin ridge yeah i can't though yeah <laughs> i've already i've already talked about it there's only there, there's only so many people that are allowed to get in there so um i tried trust me i tried but it just was not happening but we'll be there next week so we'll have a live show out from the from Pumpkin Ridge for the Winko Foods Portland Open. And we have our fantasy football draft party on Wednesday, which I will once again promote at some point during the show. We only need, if everybody who committed to us already, three more people. So that probably means we need about six more people. Well, yeah, Dirt and Sprague have a little bit of a list of backups from their show, too. So we could have fill-ins if that case is. People, are, people can be fickle. That is, is what true. I, what I figured out. You know, I'll definitely be there, and then they're not there at all. So, Well, hey, I sent a mass email out to the 14 people that I was able to get throughout the last week and said, hey, 
This is, again, it's happening Wednesday. You are certainly in the league. We haven't sent invites out yet because we haven't filled the leagues yet. But please know that you will, you will definitely be a part of the league. And if you cannot make it, please tell me, and we will find a replacement. And nobody said they couldn't make it. So Good. we only need three people. So if you'd like to now, I'll promote it now, but I'll promote it again later in the show. If you'd like to draft with us or play fantasy, slash play fantasy football with us, the draft is this week, Wednesday, at Punchbowl Social, which is at the Pioneer Square Mall downtown. Um, it's at 6 o'clock. The draft is at 7, but you have to be there by 6 o'clock for check-in on Wednesday night. If you can be there, that's the requirement. you got to be able to draft with us in person, plus you get to come meet us. It's kind of cool. Dirt and Sprague will be there. Crawford will be there. Uh, Center and the Saint will be there. So, you know, lots and lots of fan personalities are going to be there. Um, Patrick Harris will be there doing his uh, doing the baseball show live from Punchbowl Social like he did last year. And um, if you can be there and would like to play fantasy football with us, we need three more people. Text us in the Bridgeport Beers text line at 55305, uh, your full name and your email address, and we will add you to the list. It was fun last year, you know, and that was just kind of at a, uh, I think it was Independent Sports Bar. It was at it was Independent last year, last year yeah. And which was super fun, but this year there's punch bowl there's going to be some shuffleboard involved quite possibly maybe some ping pong you know get get on the lanes out there i'm, I'm looking forward to it. it should be fun yeah i've never been there before but you have right and, i have and it's basically like a it's it's for lack of a better example dave and busters yeah without the dave and busters is more like arcade games and other stuff this is more leisure games you know more like uh, pool and uh, you know shuffleboard and stuff like that. More bar games as opposed to, and there's also karaoke. So it has everything that a cool bar should have and a bowling alley. It has a bowling alley too. It does. It has. I want to say like maybe four, maybe six lanes, something oh, okay. like that. Cool. So yeah, just enough to get your little bowl on. But yeah, it's a cool little spot. Hopefully you can come out and do some karaoke with your boy. So that is Wednesday again. So we only need three more people. If you'd like to do it with us, please text us on the Bridgeport Beers text line at five five three zero five. Full name, email. And we will send out league invites uh, probably tomorrow. But uh, if not that, then definitely Tuesday because that's the last day we can do it. <laughs> if we're going to be procrastinators, at least. Um, coming up on the show today, we will continue our divisional previews in the NFL. AFC North is today. That would be the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, despite saying that and thinking you already know the winner of that division, I still think it's a pretty interesting division. Uh, but I think they might be right. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that that one team, <clears throat> the Steelers, is going to win the division with ease. However, the other three teams in the division are interesting for their own reasons, whether it's why the Bengals are falling all of a sudden or why the Browns may actually start climbing again and why the Ravens have 70 people out for the year with torn ACLs. So there's lots of interesting things with those teams. So we'll talk about that coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. We will also have our hater to love it, which we always do at 1030 on Sundays. I finally broke the three-game losing streak last week and beat Rashad. So I am on a one-game winning streak. I got to turn I, things around. And I week. need to continue. Well, no, now you're up like five five wins to two or that something. That can't be true. Well, it's, well are we you're counting probably the, up by three. Are we counting the ones that you were gone? Because if you were gone, then yes, I definitely won. Well, you counted those. Okay. So I'm gonna put asterisk next to it. If you're counting them, then yeah. I have to count them. I'm gonna do the the Barry Bonds and just put an asterisk next to it. But I, I will say, and Jesse will, will attest to this, when you were gone, I did not count that as My a win. My wins for in me. Japan don't count. I did not count that as a win for me. I just I had a very nice solo edition of Hater to Love It. True that. I didn't count it. So you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that makes you, Rashad, but 
It makes me morally sound. <laughs> hey, hey, it's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you win. You know what that does? It makes right Rashad Mr. Competitive on the show. And it's funny because I'm more competitive than most people, but I think Rashad might be more competitive than me. Yeah, I don't like to lose. Losing's not fun, you know. You guys I haven't seen me in my competitiveness. Mm, no, I've seen that. When you lost your internet connection for half a second at the two years ago fantasy draft and <laughs> screamed about drafting, who was it, Joyke Bell or I something? I was so mad. You, like, screamed about it, and it was like it was like your 13th round pick, and you were so pissed. Yeah, it I, was Joyke Bell. I, 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 so. Was so it? this is my fantasy big board information that I got going on right now. Like, like I do my research, wow, man. Wow, you got papers and papers and I papers. actually literally have, I'll find the actual big board right here. I actually have a big board where it's literally my my whole draft plan. I have every round draft, like, pre-planned out and everything. No. Show me a copy. You're playing with Lynch this year, right? I don't know who I'm playing with. I oh, thought so you decided you were in my league this year. Oh, did I? So I think you guys decided I was in your league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go ahead and just give me a copy of... All your files. Hey, you do you. But I, I'm, I'm just saying, I haven't, I haven't officially made up my mind. Oh. It'll be made up by the end of the show. I did think though that last week we were like, "Hey Jesse, do you want to swap back and forth? Like, do you want to be in my league because you're in Rashad's last year?" I thought you said that made sense. That's all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. And you well, didn't have very sense. much luck in my league. I had no. It was Doug Baldwin that I didn't have any luck with. As soon as I dropped him, the funny thing is he started doing well and I started doing well, but I had to drop drop Doug Baldwin. And after that, like I said, I was the hottest team going into the playoffs. I just didn't make the playoffs by one game last year because of Doug Baldwin. I made the playoffs. Yeah, I know. Nice job. I, I did, you know. You won the league. Yeah. Well, we're, we're all champions I here. It, I was trying to keep it humble. We're all champions. We are. This is Championship Sunday. Indeed. Uh, so that's all coming up on the show today. And since that went a little bit longer than I expected, I would like to talk about this next segment. And I think it's kind of a it, – it is kind of sportsy even though it's not really that sportsy. But Rashad is doing something really, 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 really unique and cool for his son. Now, we've had conversations similar to this in the past to where, uh, in relation to my own childhood, and I'll, I'll bring that back for this. But I think what Rashad is doing is really cool. And if it turns out the way I think it's going to turn out, I think his son will love him forever. I mean, That's I like, hope he already loves you forever, but you know what I mean. I, it'll I it'll add so. this, like... This extra layer of, oh, that's, my dad is the best dad ever. That's kind of what, what I'm hoping for. So I, I just hope his reaction isn't, oh, that's super yeah, cool. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, he's going to be sick, so, so we'll see. Well, so we'll talk about that next. Uh, keep texting the Bridgeport Pierce text line at 55305. You can also find us on Twitter at 1080thefan. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 uh, Rashad's at TaylorMade503. And Jesse's at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N. Uh, so coming up next, why Rashad's the coolest dad ever. This is Sports <laughs> Sunday on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Nine fifteen here on The Fan. I'm also going to add one more topic to the docket coming up at uh, nine forty-five. We'll be doing fantasy football at nine thirty. By the way, if you'd like to use our rejoinder for that, Jesse, because we haven't heard that in like a year. And it's getting me excited. Um, so we'll be doing that next segment. But at 9.45, I totally forgot this happened. And maybe that's an indictment on the players involved. But uh, 
Blake Bortles sucks. <laughs> like, really, really, really badly. And we need to talk about that coming up at the end of the hour. So that's going to be our, our little NFL discussion before the preview for the AFC North. But I would like Rashad to yes. describe why he is the coolest dad ever. Well, so what no. are you doing? What are you doing for your son that you basically did? It, it sounds almost 100% handmade for your son at home this weekend. That is the coolest thing you've ever done. Yes. Well, the coolest dad in the world for a couple of reasons. One, I have an awesome beard that doesn't grow very long. Uh, easy <laughs> to keep manicured. Yeah, it's very, very easy. Um, two, I'm an awesome on the grill. Son likes, you know, grilled peaches and stuff. But no. Oh, um, grilled peaches? No, yeah. He's a real kind of a... He's kind of a food snob at points. You know, it's weird. I don't know where he got that from. It definitely wasn't me because I'll eat damn near anything, almost anything. Yeah. So, um, but the one thing my son is, much like his dad, is a huge wrestling nerd. So um, since the day uh, he saw me playing a, a wrestling video game uh, back in like 2014, he has just been all over me and he, he, he won't stop wrestling he's actually been in trouble in school <laughs> once for just being too aggressive and everything like that and i kind of had to let him know that you know wrestling is this this is this is make-believe but we don't actually want to hurt anybody and all that stuff so he kind of gets it and he every time he comes to town thanks to you know beautiful alicia here at at, at the fan uh i'm able to get a couple tickets and, and take him to wrestling and he loves it and he marks out and all that stuff so i figured I'm tired of him wrestling in the in the living room when I'm trying to watch TV or when I'm trying to just kind of hang out and you know or take a nap or something like that. I've got banging on the floor all the time of him just jumping off of couches and chairs. At least and, you don't live in an apartment. That'd be I mean, disastrous yeah, it's, for neighbors it's, it's below. Still, the neighbor the neighbors would absolutely hate us, you know. But you know, luckily uh, he's 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 relatively quiet, you know, uh, about it at, at points. But then he can be super loud when he's in his extreme wrestling mode. So what I decided to do is uh, I'm making him a wrestling ring bed. So uh, I've kind of taken his old twin bed and, you know, amended a little bit. Me and my guy just went and got the saw, cut some stuff, you know, went to Home Depot and bought all the stuff for it. And I'm about halfway done with it. Uh, actually, after I leave here, I have to go to Home Depot and to, you know, Walmart and some other stuff and just get the, the finishing touches for it. But I think he's going to really kind of enjoy it i think i'm gonna enjoy it <laughs> right along with them if i had a wrestling ring bed I, I my house would have been the freshest summer summer party ever in life i'm not kidding when you said this and i don't like wrestling i've never liked wrestling i was jealous of your son like as my current age i would love a wrestling ring bed now are you gonna have like little ropes that go around it no too? i I'll, I'll put a picture on twitter um, once i'm done i've actually uh i went and bought some uh, some bungee cords, which from there, you know, kind of stretch out a little bit. But I'll cover those with, like, the pool noodles. Mm -hmm. You know, the little long yeah. kind of floaty things. Put tape over That's those. That's genius. And, you know, nice there you go. It's safe. You know, yeah, you can't makes, get hurt on those. Yeah, absolutely. And for the corners, uh, get some little vinyl stuff from, from Michael's that I have and stuff them with. You know, so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying my best to make it look as, you know, the, uh, granted, there's some things that make it look a little weird right now just because of well it's 100% homemade so yeah, it's not like everything's but be you know just for him and he's growing he's a growing boy he's already really tall you know for him turning 6 so uh yeah we figured I'd do that and who knows man everybody wants to train their kid to be the next basketball and football and baseball star and that's all well and good you know but i mean hey there there's he if he loves wrestling that much then who am i to tell him man don't do that so Hey, I think it's a great thing. Honestly, when you told me that earlier, I was 
I was so excited about the idea of a, rest, of a wrestling ring bed. And I've told this in the story before. The reason why in the open I have uh, the grandma's boy clip of your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. It's because I had a car bed growing up. I never got the car bed. I was always so jealous of anybody who who had one. Like I had a I had a nice bunk bed set, but when you're a kid, you don't want no damn bunk bed. No, I wanted a bunk <laughs> bed as a kid. I think kids want bunk I, beds. I had the bunk bed with the fireman's pole. It was awesome. Yeah, you had a fireman's pole. Yeah, I could climb it, Mine's climb up the wooden. wall. It was pretty fun. I got splinters. Oh, yeah. that's what I got. I didn't have a fireman's. Well, pole. my dad did the same thing. You do. He's like uh, they kind of made a cool little area for us, and we had a. Basically, he made the bunk beds. They came off the wall. We didn't have beds below them. They were more kind of like a loft bed. And, uh, you know, in the corner of them, it kind of created a little well area, and we had a pole in there. You could climb up, or you could take the ladders, or it's you could, sli- you know, It's pretty awesome. It I always, for whatever reason, wanted a bunk bed, even though thinking back on it, I feel like I would have hated climbing up it all the time. It's just annoying to like get out of bed and realize you have to climb down a ladder or go down a fireman's pole, even even though that sounds really fun. But like I, I don't know why I've, I always wanted a bunk bed or a, a, one of those loft beds because the idea of sleeping higher off the ground was really cool to me. I don't know why. It Something was in always my cool kid, being on the top bunk. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of one of the things. I think it's just you know kind of shows your dominance that you're that you're on the top. I don't know why. It's just one of those things. Well, I mean, I was an you're only child. You're looking down on everyone else. I was an only child, so I. I yeah. It's like extra dominance. I'm on top, but it's because I had free free reign to pick whatever and I wanted. It's, it's weird because you know I'm the I'm the older brother, and so when me and my brother had our bunk bunk beds, it was, you know, me on the bottom, him him on the top, you know. But and I think that was because I was older, and I just didn't want him to. Did sleeping on the bottom really suck? No, well sometimes. Was it know? one of those low ones where like if you sat up, you hit your head? Uh, well, you know, I'm tall. You know, we're tall. So I think if we sit up in a bunk bed, we're going to hit our head. That's just kind of Because some of them you know, were pretty, pretty decent size on the bottom. Yeah, but when you're six, you know, at least when I was a kid, I'm, you know, a five, five, five fourth grader. You know, like it's, it's, yeah, I'm definitely hitting my head every time I get out of the bed. So that, that part kind of sucked. Well, I'd be curious, though, and if any listeners out there have done this or, or had this, uh, text the Bridgeport Bears text line at 55305. I'd be curious to see what other kind of sportsy related beds people had. Um, and it doesn't have to be like the shape of the bed was sportsy, but you know, I mean, cause I had the little, the little car bed and Rashad's making his son, the wrestling ring bed. I used to have that classic NFL helmets blanket that had yeah, every helmet from every team. Yeah, I think I had that too. I had the sleeping bag, the sleeping bag. Yeah. It was like this weird light blue color, but I, I, I remember, I think, well, I'm not hundred percent sure. I think still in my childhood home, it might be somewhere. And I love looking at it because like half the helmets are different now, <laughs> and it's the old Bucks helmet. Non-existent. The, the yeah. Oilers were still a team then. The old Broncos helmet is on there. The old Falcons helmet is on there. It was just really, really. It's like a, a cool little history thing. And that was, you know, I, I had that on my bed too. So that could be if if you had that, you could also text in yeah. to the Bridgeport Bridge. I've never on. really had a themed room. You know, it was just I never had like a football theme or the NBA or anything like that. I've I've had like a themed bed case you know or a bed set you know all that type of stuff but never like oh i've got posters on the wall and my mom did this and that yeah we weren't that that weren't that creative and so i kind of figured you know as my little guy turned six this will be something really cool for him and as he gets older you know seven eight nine these things won't be as you know as awesome for him maybe maybe not but i know for now it'll be a cool surprise for him i wonder how long he'll use it for because you said he's growing. Yeah, until he grows out of it. He's growing really fast. Like, if you got kids, then you know buying shoes, buying clothes 
is a hassle, especially in the summer because they just grow so damn fast. So, but I also wonder, like, I'm not even thinking size wise, but I wonder when he'll stop thinking it's cool to have a, a bed like that. Like, when is he going to bring his first friend over and the friend's going to go, what is wrong with your bed? And then he's going to be like, I don't know. And yeah, then be like, dad, like, dad, I don't I want need, this anymore. Dad, I need a new bed. Yeah, it's coming. You know what I'm telling him? Give a damn about what your friends say. You're going to sleep in that bed until, no. It's just, it, that's just, the, I mean, and that's just the way kids are. You know, at a point, once they see their friends are, you know, have something else or they have, he has something that, you know, they have something he might want, then all of a sudden taste change. And I don't want to wear this color anymore. We see teens and kids do it Have all you the noticed time. that already? Is it happening with him at all? Uh, I mean, he's young, but he's getting to that age where he's becoming more aware. Yeah, he's, you know, he wants stuff that I haven't, like, uh, you know, every kid has the fidget spinners right now. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I have but a fidget spinner. Do you really? Have, why? For what? I don't know. Kelsey bought it, and it's fun. Is it? Yeah. I guess we just have different ideas of fun. Well, I mean, like, it's not like I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to spin this fidget spinner. No. I like, just, if I'm sitting there watching TV, it's something to do. You know, so working with students and working in schools, man, that's... I see them everywhere, especially on the elementary and middle school level. They were like everywhere. It, it, it was like, it's like almost like selling crack. Like, hey man, you, I know you want this fidget spinner. <laughs> this one's clear. Oh, I got the gold one over here. I was like, what are you? I, I still don't get it. Like, we had Game Boys. Maybe that's why I'm like, I don't understand yeah. your fidget spinner. Game Boy Color. Yeah, that was that was. I just see. I didn't have the Game Boy Color. I had Game Boy. Well, I had the original Game Boy too. <laughs> the one that came out in what ninety? It was a giant brick. And it was black and white only. Absolutely. But when I was in school, it was in, it was fourth grade. It was Game Boy Color and it was Pokemon. Because Pokemon came out, red and blue, the original two. And, oh my God, nobody paid attention at school. <laughs> it was just like everyone was playing Pokemon at recess or in between classes. And everyone was talking about it and trying to trade Pokemon. And Yeah, yeah I didn't, there's see, fun. I was just talking about this the other day. I didn't get a lot of the fads. I didn't do Pokemon. I didn't do, uh, like, when Pokemon, what is this? Go came out. What Pokemon was this thing? Go. Yeah, when that thing came out, I, I I didn't care about that either. I just a lot of I didn't do Beanie Babies. So what? All the, you didn't do Beanie Babies either. No, I didn't do any of that. Remember what did, that. What did you? What was like the one thing that you wanted? Like, did you do Hot Wheels? Like those racetracks? And not stuff? not really. I was a I was a Ninja Turtles fan. Okay. So I had all those figures and stuff. I was a, obviously a, a big wrestling fan. So I had a lot of the old action figures and stuff like that. But for the most part, I was. I don't know. I wasn't super into toys. It became more video games at a at a point. Well, Pokemon's a video game. Not poke, not Pokemon though. Like I mean, it know, is though. Sports games and Kobe Bryant courtside was like my favorite basketball game. Yeah, but that wasn't like a trendy thing. I'm like there was. There's got to be something. Well, it was on that Nintendo was, 64. Well, okay, but I, there's got to be something that was like super popular. Unless you're that Pogs. much of a trendsetter. Pogs. You like Pogs? I was. I don't know for whatever reason there was like a three week stretch to where I was just like. Absolutely obsessed with with pogs and pogs making were, okay. And so this is when people still had shop class. So when I was at Oakley Green Middle School, North Portland, um, we actually used to have shop in sixth grade. And so I got a chance to make a bunch of slammers out of the little uh, out of the plastic stuff. So that was kind of tight. But after that faded, there was wasn't really any other fads that I kind of. It was more fashion fads that I would stand behind for a bit, and it was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I had pogs, but I never played with them i just kind of liked collecting them because they were cool looking i but there's a game and i didn't i didn't play the game at all i've uh, it was pogs was it was cool i got it like you slam your pog down anything that flips over you win so i had a you know had a bunch of other kids pogs it was kind of cool so you liked it because you were just 
obtaining things from other people. Yes, because you were was, better. Exactly. It was competition. I, you were winning. Yeah, there you go. That's why. It was like early flip cup or early quarters, you know, yeah. early version of, of, of quarters for kids. We got this text on the Bridgeport Bridge text line at 55305. Also an only child, and I had the bunk bed. Upstairs for sleep, downstairs for reading and playing video games. Now that. That's kind of tight. Is perfect. Yeah. And that's a great way to use both because you're not it's weird to have a bunk bed if you only use one bed it's like why do you have it well Just actually have if you have friends bed. like i know a lot of times when you have people if you sleep have over friends, I hope well i'm saying friends. hopefully hopefully you have friends but that's a you'd be surprised how many kids don't have friends it's really sad but if you do have friends and you have a bunk bed you instantly have somewhere for your people to stay like if you and your brother both have beds and your friend comes over that means they either have to sleep in your bed and you sleep in your brother's and your brother sleeps on the floor or no, the friend is sleeping on the floor. There you go. Or the friend has to sleep on the floor this they, way. That, the friend knows that they get the sleeping bag and or the air mattress and or the couch if they are sleeping over See, at your house. you're a jerk. My friend, you can get the bed, bro. Sorry, it's my bed. Thank you. I want you. I want, if you come <laughs> to my house, I want you to be as comfortable as possible. Sorry, it's my bed. That ain't <laughs> happening. Uh, all right, coming up next. Sports. Sports, yes. Well, that was kind of sports related. Coming up next, it is time for the first segment of the year of the fantasy scramble this is sports on the on the fan but first jesse has sports center this is what you get when you wait until the last minute it's your pick fine whatever blah, 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 blah. this guy a kicker i like kickers listen up you fantasy coaches mike and rashad are here to save your butt with some last minute injury news and roster advice and the only reason my team finished as terrible as it is because everybody on the team was hurt. Literally every single player on my team was hurt. This is Fantasy Scramble, part of Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. When the season, uh, when Football Sunday does start, which is happening in, what, two weeks? September 9th or 8th or whatever it is, three weeks from now, we will have to amend that cut because Rashad did not finish so poorly because of injuries last year. He won the league last year. He won pretty good last year. So like a nine-game win streak to end the season and end up coming up with the W because that's what winners do. Well, I might even cut out that clip right there. There you go. I like it. Nine wins in a row, win the championship because that's what winners do. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. I might even I might even do that one for that little open there. I think I might make a shirt that says that and wear it <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> okay. I mean, have to be a pretty quick turnaround, but oh, it's okay. I got a guy. So we are doing our Fantasy Scramble segment here as kind of a preview. The reason we're doing it as a preview now is, A, most fantasy football drafts are happening in the next two weeks. And, B, our fantasy football draft, the Dirt and Sprague Fantasy Football uh, League thing that they do every single year, the fourth annual this year. We as a show are part of it. Uh, We have been for the last three years. And this year, we have two leagues like we did last year. I will be running one of them. Rashad will be running the other one. Jesse has still yet to officially choose which league he's participating in this year. Um, but you, the listener, has a chance to play fantasy football with us throughout the season as well as draft with us. Um, the key here, if you missed it earlier, is you've got to be able to go to the draft. So Wednesday at Punchbowl Social, which is in Pioneer Square Mall, uh, 6 o'clock is check-in. 7 o'clock p.m. is the start of the draft. And you got to make sure you show up in person. We need, actually, we got one today. We need only two more people to join our leagues. Um, Not sure what league you're going to be in yet, but we only need two more people. So if you're interested, text us at the Bridgeport Beers text line at 55305, uh, your full name and your email address, and I will add you to the list. And then expect an email slash league invite tomorrow or Tuesday. 
and that is uh, that's when it'll become official, and then we'll see you guys on Wednesday. So if you're interested in drafting with us, go ahead and shoot us that info at the Bridgeport Beers text line 55305. But the reason we're doing this now is that means we have to prepare for our drafts. And yeah. Jesse over here has a, his own big board, and he's got preview lists, and I'm sitting here going, I haven't even looked at anything yet. I, all I did was Shame. All I did was pick my keepers in my other league, and that's it. And you did that like at the end of last year, right? I've yeah, I already that. knew. I didn't have any <laughs> tough choices, but the keeper deadline was yesterday, so I had that's to make sure mine. that was yeah. I had to make sure it was in. Um, so Marcus Mariota and Tyler Eifert are my two keepers this year, for three dollars and three dollars respectively. So good prices for those two. Indeed, um, yeah, I get I Melvin Gordon in the seventh round. It's just one of those things, like you know, sometimes. When that, that guy only had one good year, and then you you kept him, and then you, he, he's crap for you the next year. So. Well, I kept Eifert last year, and he got hurt. And Here this is go. the last year I can keep him because we have a two-year max keeper rule in our league. So once the two years are up, you can't keep him again. Um, so it's my last year of keeping him. He's still cheap for me, and he's still, what, like the third best tight end in the NFL as long as he stays healthy. So that's why I kept him. And the Mariota, I'm just expecting to have a blow-up season. And there's a new rule happening in our league where we're adding an offensive player position. So keeping quarterbacks is going to oh, be yeah, that, super that beneficial. Can, that can change, be a game changer right there if you uh, get the right second quarterback. Exactly. And this year, it's not in the league this year, but people are already keeping quarterbacks they probably wouldn't have knowing that it's coming in two years in our league. It's all it's a whole thing. You know, We have like a constitution. It's way too serious, but it's fun. It's, it, it's a way for me to keep in touch with my Syracuse I friends. I also have a constitution. <laughs> Hey, Rashad, you should make a constitution for your league this year. <laughs> uh, uh, I'd love to see your constitution. No, I, I think I'll be fine for whatever reason. I don't know. Man, I'm going to change mics, too, because I can't hear Jesse right now. You can't hear him? Well, no. This little this little port is always super strange over here by where, you know, Souk and Cam. There's two different sick. headphone ports. One of them works. One of them doesn't. Yeah, so I think I'm using the one that doesn't right now. Um. Okay, so. I have to actually open up like the top 300 list and see, but uh, Jesse, I'll let you get started in this because you've been super prepared. I'm curious to know what you're, what you're, what's on your big board. Right. Like, so I'm assuming the first overall picks this year are a combination of Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson. I'm assuming that's in that kind of top four to five range. I got it. Basically, David Johnson is my number one, which is funny because people laughed at me when I took him in the first round last year. Um, mostly, partially, I, I think about this from the keeper aspect as well. Um, when you think he's a little bit younger, uh, his situation's a little bit more solidified. You don't know what's going on in Pittsburgh with Le'Veon Bell. Um, he hasn't come to camp yet. There's just a lot of weird, like girlfriend drama going on in Pittsburgh right now between him and the Steelers. You don't know if Ben Roethlisberger is coming back next year. So, um, as far as uh, the Steelers, this is like kind of what I'm pegging as possibly the last elite year of Tony, uh, Antonio Brown. Um, you might not see Lavian Bell next year. You know, Martavis Bryant might have a good season and might, you know, might have to deal with the likes of a Landry Jones or something next year where they, all of those offensive players come back down to earth. So right now it's kind of David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown still right there. Um, but I'm, I'm valuing um, a few running backs really heavy this year just based on the workload um, and the durability factor. David Johnson's been super durable. He gets lots of touches. He's used both in the passing game 
almost as a wide receiver and obviously in between the tackles. Uh, Le'Veon Bell very much the same way. His problem's been you get dinged one more time, smoke in the reef, or you're gone for a season, um, possibly for your career. He's also, you know, had um, major knee surgery in his young career. So there are a few red flags with him. So that's why I have David Johnson over Le'Veon Bell. Um, what about the wide receivers then up there? Are you, I'm assuming you're in a PPR league. So what are you, what are you thinking about that? We do quarter point PPR. We don't want to put too much emphasis on the catches, but we do want that to be a factor. Okay. Um, Antonio Brown is right there. I value Antonio Brown over Julio Jones just based on the fact that not only does he give you long touchdowns, they do look for him in the red zone. Atlanta doesn't seem to look for Julio Jones too much inside the 20. Um, he, you have to rely on him in the past getting more long touchdowns. And to be honest, Julio Jones isn't as good at home. He's a he's a better um, guy on the road if you look at his history as far as getting in the in the end zone. So Julio Jones, I kind of have there around four. Odell Beckham's right there. You have to downgrade him just a little bit because of Brandon Marshall. Once again, Brandon Marshall, a huge red zone threat. Um, I, one of the best in the league. One of the best in the league. He might not have the yards that he's had in the past because he is getting up there in age, but there's one thing he can do. He can jump and he can catch balls in the end zone. So I'm looking right now at the top 200 PPR rankings. Of, it's like a, a aggregate of all the people who are on ESPN doing rankings. And they've got Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, 1-2, barely separated. And then Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones. Now, who's number six is really interesting to me. And I think this is a guy that that I wouldn't say is underrated, but he's usually ignored among the top receiver group. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just because he's on a documentary this year. But I think Mike Evans is going to have a special season this year. Absolutely. I think Jameis Winston is going to have a much better season than last year. And Mike Evans is an animal. And having Deshaun Jackson across from him, is going to allow for less double teams on Mike Evans because they're going to have to keep an eye on Deshaun Jackson's speed on the other side. I mean, last year they had nobody over there. No. Vincent Jackson got hurt 12 times. So that's a guy that I would look out for as well. If you if you miss out on those top couple of receivers and you've got the seventh pick or something or the sixth pick and he's sitting there, I wouldn't be afraid to grab Mike Evans and be super happy about it. So Jameis threw 28 touchdowns last year and 18 picks. Nine of those picks were because he was targeting Mike Williams. He or uh, he, Evans. Mike Evans, excuse me. He understands that that guy is a freak, a six foot five receiver who can run every route and can jump out of the out of the stadium. Like it's hard to find guys like that. There aren't too many guys since Megatron that are really built like him that play the wide receiver position. Even Brandon Marshall isn't as big as. Uh, Mike Evans is so I think he's going to be one of those guys especially now that you have a Deshaun Jackson on the other side for Tampa Bay I think Mike Evans is going to have the best year he's had I'll, I, I value right now especially in, in keeper leagues I um, I value Mike Evans as a, a top three wide receiver in a keeper league I, I have him over Antonio Brown a lot for the reasons I talked about earlier about the you don't know what's in store for the future of Pittsburgh Evans young Got a long career ahead of him. Jameis Winston, young, has a long career ahead of him. I don't see any of the either two of those players really moving. I think that these two are going to be a great combination for years to come. Um, he's going to be targeted easily nine and a half, ten times a game. Uh, it, this is definitely one of those guys that you can look out for as one of the best up-and-coming wide receivers. And in some leagues, depending on how it was scored last year, he was the number one wide receiver. So this is a guy that I agree with you, very much undervalued because you still have the names of Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and Odell Beckham. But um, 
Evans, a little bit cheaper, same age as Odell Beckham. Um, I, and right now, I like the facts, and this is the one, the one thing, is Evans is going to be the red zone guy, um, not Deshaun Jackson, because mm-hmm. Deshaun Dax, Jackson's the, the, the long threat. So um, he's still going to be your end zone guy. He's still going to store lots of touchdowns, and he's going to get tons of catches and tons of yards. So I like him as well. Looking down the list here, a couple of names that are popping out at me. One, because I've seen infinite articles on it, which means he's probably not undervalued anymore. Um, but a couple others that, I, that I'm noticing here that I think might be really cheap for you if you're doing an auction league or just you can get for later in the, in, in the draft and still get a, a huge bang for your buck is, um, A, Isaiah Crowell, running back from the Browns. He's getting a lot of love from the national pundits this year because the Browns have really upgraded their offensive line. And Crowell is now basically just the workhorse back and they don't really have a good passing game. So they're going to just run the ball a lot. So I think he's going to be a good guy to get if you want just volume as a running back, which is hard to get these days because there's a lot of committees in the NFL. Now he's a guy um, Keenan Allen's going to be undervalued because of his injuries, but it, some of them are kind of freak injuries. If he stays healthy, which again, it's, it's a risk. That's why he's lower. But if he stays healthy, he's incredible. He's a great wide receiver. So if you're looking a little bit later for a cheaper guy who might be really good, that's a guy. And then one of my favorites in fantasy, especially in PPR leagues, Danny Woodhead. He's going to be gonna he's going to be the starter or 1A 1B in Baltimore um this year with uh Terrence West, right? Or is West in on the Baltimore? Chiefs? No, no, he's still he's still in Baltimore. Spencer Ware is on Baltimore they, or the Chiefs. They I also have Dicks in there in Baltimore. It's a the the running back situation in Baltimore is a mess, but but one, Woodhead is good. Yeah, and he um, the one thing that Baltimore did more than any other team last year was dump off to their wide receiver or to their running backs. So they they passed to their running backs more than any other team. Probably um, second would be mm-hmm. New England, but yeah, no, Danny Woodhill will go, get some work there. I, I the guy I like, I think that's. I don't want to say he's undervalued because he's only a rookie, but I really like Christian McCaffrey, and I like the what he's going to be able to bring to this Carolina offense. Uh, you look at an offense that was pretty much, um, at least last year, Cam Newton or bust, and he got hit a lot last year because of it. Uh, with Jonathan Stewart as the – we'll say he's going to go ahead and be the starter, but I think McCaffrey gives you a look at a lot of different positions that – they haven't had before. Now you have somebody that can line up in a slot if they so desire. Now you have somebody that can catch some balls out of the backfield. Now you have somebody that can do a lot of the other kind of little more athletic things that maybe a, a Jonathan Stewart wasn't able to do. I look for McCaffrey to be somebody that Cam Newton's going to look to a whole, whole lot this year. Yeah, Jonathan Stewart doesn't really catch passes. No, so it kind of opens up that door for McCaffrey to play a lot on third down situations. And I mean, from all, all accounts at camp, he looks awesome. He's yeah. been really, really good, and that's that's a good underrated guy too. Um, what about like deeper in the draft? Anybody that you guys are looking at like super deep that you oh, think yeah. might be a, a great pick? Uh, um, right now um, you can get them. This isn't like super deep. This is kind of mid-level draft, but somebody I really like for a bounce-back season coming out of um, moving from Kansas City over to Baltimore, Jeremy Macklin, going to assume that Steve Smith role. Um, he's going to get peppered with shots. Mike Wallace is not a guy that you, you pass the ball to on a regular basis. Brashad Perryman, 
same type of thing. Those guys are deep threats. Um, you're going to see Jeremy Macklin get peppered with shots this year. They don't have a tight end either. And like we said, the running back situation is kind of a mess. I think it's going to be the Jeremy Macklin, Danny Woodhead show there. Um, I like Cooper Cup. That is a super late, mm, yeah, super late pick. You can tell him and Goff already on the same page. I think you could see a better situation out of Cup than Watkins this year just from the fact that chemistry is already building. And he, he's going to be on the field. You don't know that about Watkins. Um, some other guys that I kind of have going on my list. I think Thomas Rawls right now is a really good value. Um, I still think Seattle values him more uh, uh, higher than uh, Eddie Lacy. I look at Eddie Lacy. He is just a blubbery mess out there. I can't believe he can fit in that football uh, hey, he's uniform. been losing weight. It doesn't he's look been, like it. It really been, doesn't look like it. He's been it. hitting his little bonus marks because he's lost some weight. Um, and then uh, kind of up there in the 110, 115 level, um, Cameron Meredith uh, was solid last year with the plethora of quarterbacks that he had throwing him the ball. It's a mess there at quarterback in Chicago, but I like Cameron Meredith. He is going to be the number one. You got really good value there. And um, Devontae Parker, when you think about what he's going to be, I think he's going to be this year's um, Alshon Jeffrey for Jay Cutler. Um, I don't know if he's going to get as many targets, but he's definitely going to be the guy I think he looks to in the end zone outside of Julius Thomas. One guy I just saw down here at the bottom of the list that kind of perked me up a little bit, and this is like super down at the bottom of this list, Um Rex Burkhead in New England. And I know drafting New England running backs is not exactly the safest thing because they split, but he is everything that the Patriots use in a running back in terms of he catches passes almost exclu exclusively and he's small and he's quick. And I know, I know New England has like five guys that they could give the ball to, but that's a guy really, really, really late that if you want to take a flyer on someone, I would always trust that style of running back in the New England system to get some touchdowns. Uh, there's one dude on here, as, especially as we start getting to the towards the bottom uh, of the list, and I'm, I'm curious of how he's so far towards the bottom, but it's Eli Manning. You are crazy as crack if you believe for one second Eli Manning isn't going to have a great season with the three, count them, one, two, three receivers that he has on this team. Sterling Shepard is really good. And he's and he's the third best receiver on the team. Brandon Marshall was really good. He's the number two on the team. And then, of course, what I feel is the best player in football, Odell Beckham, on the other side. Uh, Eli, they got Eli Manning ranked, I uh, believe it is, 184th out of 200. I, I think Eli is much better than that. And I think people are disrespecting him based off of the, the interceptions in the past. But I think Eli Manning is going to have a huge season this year. Eli, yeah, I, well, the Giants, I think we talked about it when we previewed the division, are going to win that division. So, all right, we got a break. That's our fantasy scramble. We will do it every single week once the football season starts. And uh, basically what we do is we ask you to ask us questions, you know, who, who to add, who to start, who to sit, and we'll just answer them as best as we can once the show gets underway. So uh, that'll be starting in the next couple of weeks. Coming up next, the Jaguars have no quarterback it's because two of them suck. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. <laughs> Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Uh, 9.54 on The Fan. Got to do a quick segment here, but uh, we got to talk about this at some point on the show, and this is basically the last chance to do it. <laughs> the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> um, well, hey, they won their first preseason game, if that means anything to you. Hooray for Jacksonville. 
but just lost to the Bucks 12 to 8 in a barn burner of a game. And Blake Bortles in the game went 8 for 13 for 65 yards and looked horrific. And I and there was also a clip that came out from training camp there where somebody was videotaping in the corner of the end zone and I, I forget who it was. It might have been Allen Robinson. The the ball was an awful throw to him. It was just in practice. And he goes, why are you throwing the ball out of bounds, man? And, like, he was so frustrated at, at Bortles, and it was just caught on video naturally. And Doug Marone, the new head coach of the Jaguars, basically came out and said, this is an open competition. Uh, Bortles and Chad Henney are going to be the two guys fighting it out to start in Jacksonville. And it's amazing how quickly we, are re- we were removed from Blake Bortles being a potential good quarterback. Because two years ago, he actually had a pretty good year. And everyone was talking about the Jaguars as being a team that was going to step up because Bortles was going to take another step forward. Last year, he took like five giant steps back, and now he can't even throw the ball. He's got a confidence issue and a skill issue. So what's a skill issue? If you're going to be having a quarterback competition between Blake Bortles and Chad Henney, and you drafted Leonard Fournette with your first pick when you already had Chris Ivory and TJ Yeldon, I don't think that you're going to be anywhere near good this year. And I don't know what on earth the Jaguars are doing. Oh, I know exactly what the Jaguars are doing. They're getting ready to get Sam Darnold in the NFL, in the NFL draft. Well, they got the Jets to compete with that. <laughs> that's exactly the Jets are even worse than the Jags. That's exactly what they're doing right now. I don't know. I think, I mean, I think we value Jacksonville because the fact they have an Allen Robinson and they have Allen Hearns, and I think we look at that and say because of those two receivers. They're better. And then you look at the running backs they have and go, okay, well, the problem is your trigger man is not good, either one of them. If your quarterback competition is between Blake Bortles and Chad Henney, that lets you know exactly where your season is going. Absolutely nowhere. And Doug Marone absolutely knows that because these two guys are the definition of terrible quarterbacks. When has Blake Bortles been good? He had the one year where he showed that, okay, maybe you don't suck. Maybe you just happen to be okay and, you know, you're just late to the party. No, he's just not a good quarterback. Now, mind you, he's a better quarterback than I am, but I'm not playing you're in sure the NFL. About I'm pretty sure, man. I think I'd be a great seven-on-seven quarterback, but after that, I don't know how far I would get you. Blake Bortles, I think if he's your seven-on-seven quarterback, you go to the championship <laughs> every year, but this doesn't happen to be seven-on-seven. Seven. This is the National Football League, and you're just not up to par. And the part, cool part is – Neither is Chad Henney, and I'm looking at their depth Chad chart. Henney is an okay backup. Like, he's he's a safe backup, right? He's not awful, but you don't want Chad Henney starting. He's a he's a backup. There's a reason we don't value him as a starter, and no one, no one valued him as a starter. And then he did start for a bit in, what, Miami? Yeah. Before Tannehill got there, wasn't yeah. he a starter there? And your third string is, is Brandon Allen. I mean, good luck. He played the best of any of them in the game on then Thursday. Then maybe it's Brandon Allen you go with. You know, but either way, we know what we've seen from Henny. We know what we've seen from Bortles. Neither one of those guys can play quarterback in the NFL. Why not throw out Brandon Allen? Maybe you might have something there. There are plenty of guys that come from a backup role and and take over. Remember a guy named Jake DeLone? He came in and took over in Carolina, and, you know, they went to the Super Bowl. So who's who's to say that Brandon Allen can't do the same thing for Jacksonville? All right, well, just a quick segment there to talk about the hilarity that is in the Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback situation. Well, it's going to get funnier, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Coming up next hour, we got our hater to love it at 1030, as we always do, and we will continue our NFL previews with the AFC North. Can this team, it's the Steelers, can the Steelers 
be the team to upend the Patriots, who seem to be locks to win the AFC and make it to the Super Bowl already this year. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.